Tonight's on the Band from Ringside podcast, you get your big Wrestle Kingdom 13 predictions, all elite wrestling's big prediction. Uh, we reflect on the life and times of Mean Gene Okerlund, and this week in WWE, that and a whole bunch more tonight's on the Band from Ringside podcast. Reunited and it feels so good. Ditch that 9 to 5, it's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark, so up to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Jesus Take the Heel. And to my right, we have Two Beer Zach Coleman. What's going on, Two Beer Zach? Hail Satan, that was fucking great. Uh, way to go, Bo. Uh, pretty good, man. The, uh, the, the adrenaline for, like, Russell Kingdom's kicking in. I get that, like, shaky, like, feeling like right before I have sex like, <laughs> I'm just getting ready to like put my dick into another human being oh my and uh, I think I think Russell King yeah. is going to be that good fuck yeah that's that's not where I expected it to go right <laughs> that, but I think I know what he means oh, I like how you said another human being <laughs> <laughs> to his right as always we have Jason Cornelius Bell what's going on JCB allow us to break down the good book of Band from Ringside to start off 2019 volume 88 chapter 3 verse 14 and a good smart saith hashtag booty heels it is all good baby I'm not as excited as Zach is I'm kind of trying to pace myself a little bit quick shout out to my girl Becky Balboa I love you babe um, I'm ready to go, man. This is going to be a huge weekend for wrestling in general for us on Sunday. Got to pace yourself. It's a marathon. It's and a sprint. Rounding out the table, we have Murray the Murray Man Murray. What's going on, Murray? Not shit. I'm doing great. Bunch of exciting stuff. Like as usual, we're on uh, we're on all the social medias live right now. BFR Pod on Twitter, Facebook. Yeah. Friends of BFR, it's been shared on there. Instagram. Instagram. Also, YouTube. Banned from Ringside on YouTube. That's right. Um, but he was talking about the adrenaline. I've got it for Sunday. Mm. because what, What's happening on Sunday there, Sunday, Bert? we are sponsoring Glory Pros Above the Law in Collinsville. Yep. I think it's at the, uh, the Columbus Plaza Banquet. BFR going to church on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. We're yeah. going to have a booth up. We're going to have all of our merch with us. We're going to have all kinds of stuff for you. So come hang out with us and uh, come see some badass wrestling featuring Glory Pro. We are debut of Bandito. Yes, that's right. We're coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in beautiful St. Louis, Missouri. We got Sam the Mauler Mall turning the knobs tonight. Mr. Perfect's in the house. Uh, before we get too far into it, we're going to do that day one-ish sponsor. We got Soul Taco, which is the best Korean-Mexican fusion food that you never knew that you needed. They got spots in the U-City Loop in St. Louis, Chesterfield, Missouri, Columbia, Missouri, two spots in Chicago, Illinois, Champaign, Illinois, and food trucks driving around uh, for lunch and dinners and lots of events here in St. Louis. You can also get them to cater weddings. I mean, I've been to a couple weddings where they've been at. So Soul Taco, they got the best stuff. I recommend the spicy pork burrito. That's my favorite thing. They also got the chicken, and they got that steak. They even have tofu. They got everything. Kimchi fries. And that's that the shit. T- that they, so go get Soul Taco. Tell them the band from Ringside Central. We also got JJ Twigs on Southampton. Uh, JJ Twigs is a great spot to go to get that St. Louis style pizza. If that's what you're into, it's a great place to watch the football games, the basketball games. They have hockey specials when the Blues are on. They have bucket specials. So go get some JJ Twigs on Southampton. Same deal. Tell them that. Uh, tell them that Bill sent you because I don't invite the other guys to go there. When I go I'm looking there, forward so. to watching some XFL games there with Jason. Without you, <laughs> we going to the game, baby. Oh. I thought you knew. <laughs> what about me? Without further you going to. ado, let's get to our three count. JCB, what's our one count? One count is going to be on the somber moment um, when when this came out. I guess it was yesterday because my days are kind of confused now at this point because I've been on vacation. Um, it, it just it struck me as just like, man, this is just another one of the big pillars of WWE going down with me and Gene Oakland passing on, uh, I guess that was the 2nd of January 2019. It just it hit me funny because I was just like, man, this is crazy. You know, we just started the year off and now this is how this year is going to start off with, you know, you taking away the guy that was the backstage commentator, the guy that was the the guy to set up any 
you know, running storyline. You know, Mean Gene Oakland is what, you know, the Corey Graves are today. What um, Charlie Caruso, all these, Renee Young, all these people that are, are doing it now. Jerry, Jeremy Barash just going from uh, Impact Wrestling. These guys basically have jobs because Mean Gene Oakland was the one to start this whole thing up. Even in comedy segments, like when Andre the Giant choked him out on at WrestleMania. It's stuff like that. Well, not him, but uh, this Bob Euchre. But he was in that setup. It's stuff like that where, you know, you really take back on what Mean Gene Oakland meant to the business, to WWE in general. To myself, I mean, as much as I hated Hulk Hogan, and I still do for this day, you know, Gene would set it up. Why? Why would you... Well, you know, I, I you disagree hate him more with his now views. Or less? <laughs> I hate him more now. I, mean, I, I hate him because he didn't lose. Then now it's just like he's a racist bastard. But he, you know, Mean Gene would always set him up, and then you know Hulk Hogan to come. You know, some Mean Gene, and that's what I would always. That's what I take away from it. As much as I hate the fact that I associate one of the most visible memories to Hulk Hogan, that's what it was about. You know. It it set up in a in a scenario where guys did their own promos and they had to cut you know whatever it was just off of what had happened. Mean Gene was the guy that was the point guard. He set you up to then talk about X. So for I me, mean, mean Gene is always going to be linked to Hulk Hogan, good, bad, or indifferent, and he will be missed. For guys in uh, in our generation, I mean, Mean Gene is synonymous with wrestling in the 80s and and uh, in a lot of the 90s, too. Yeah. But, I mean, it's hard to imagine. It's hard to think of him... Uh, Without thinking of him standing next to either Hogan, Andre, or Macho Man Randy Savage. I mean, Flair, especially. Yeah, and there was Flair too. I WCW. Mean, can't really think about him without thinking about him next to those guys. And plus, he was so witty. I mean, there were all these. I, I listened to a montage today of shit that he would say in the moment that was really, really witty and funny. <laughs> so he will be missed. He was a guy that really got the business too, right? Yeah, he was great. Uh, like you guys said, like a total fixture, but just great head for the business, super witty. Uh, you know, I'll always remember his weekly uh, announcement of Ric Flair, whatever city they were in, as long as Flair was working WCW and he wasn't suspended or whatever. He was right. calling him down the aisle and the mean woo gene. <laughs> and it would take like <laughs> 10 minutes just to get him into the fucking ring and get get talking. But that was lovely, and Chris Jericho always calling him Gene Mean, which was yeah. Gene, so funny. <laughs> Murray? Uh, I just, one of my favorite things, too, I mean, it's all the same things you guys said, but also just his blooper segments. Like, his blooper reel is uncanny. Like, foul mouth, super foul mouth. Mean Gene, yeah, dude. Check it out. Like, I'm going to have to do some Googling. One of them's, one of them's he's interviewing uh, Roddy Piper, and he lifts up Roddy Piper's skirt and killed. Killed. Thank you. Uh, and he's not wearing anything under it. And he's, oh. like, he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> he starts cracking up laughing. There's one where uh, he's doing an interview and the set falls down behind him and he just yells, fuck it. Yeah, I was just going like, to say that's Rick Rude. I saw that. Yeah. There's one so, where um, it's him and Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect are being interviewed. It's the King of the Ring segment. Yeah. And it, it like Gene Oakland is just like totally instigating this whole thing. It was like, well, you know, Bret Hart, uh, I heard you was looking to face uh, Mr. So-and-so. So that means you're, you're going to get past Mr. Perfect? He was like, no, no, no. You know, Bret's kind of like trying to be the nice baby face. He, you know, baby face is like, you know, no, I didn't mean that. You know, I just want to wrestle, you know, Mr. Perfect. He's a good, you know, competitor. You know, I want to test my skills again. And by the end of this, you know, the segment, it's like, you know, they're talking about each other's dads and, you know, I beat you at SummerSlam. I'm just like damn, <laughs> he's like the Bobby the Brain Heaton only of the like you know the the announcers and whatever because he's just got he, he was the, yeah, he was the, best the backstage yeah, exactly. commentator right. that was the you know the the guy that uh, like I said he was what Renee Young is today or was up until a certain point that was Gene Oakland back in the absolutely 80s, okay anytime you had an interview. Gene Oakland did the interview. Anytime you had like a backstage promo, Gene Oakland was that guy. Until he, and when he went to WCW, he just took over that. 
And he just, yeah. just kind of made, they kinda just made him a heel over there for a little while, too, if you remember that. Well, yeah, no, he was man, able to carry. Bit. I remember him calling, like, Sean, maybe Sean O'Hare. Is that Sean O'Hare? Is that right? Is that the right guy? There was, like, a really shitty tag team. I remember him calling him a prick. And he's like, he's like, shut up, you prick. He's like, oh, I, yeah. know, I know guys that can break your kneecaps. <laughs> and let it be said that <laughs> I'm sure <you're> right. he's, <laughs> he's probably the only guy that could possibly have ever taken the name Gene Oakland and become so fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so R.I.P. Uh, mean Gene Oakland, truly a legend. And without further ado, we'll get to our two counts. Look at Wally Pip just jumping right in like nothing's happening. Sam left. <laughs> too cool for school. We're like, fuck these. We like push way better it. anyway. <laughs> All right, Zach, what you got? Uh, so for the two count, uh, big news in the wrestling business. Uh, we have the official announcement of AEW All Elite Wrestling. We all kind of assumed that this was coming, but uh, now it is official, and we've got uh, Cody Rhodes and Hangman Page and the Young Bucks and Brandy Rhodes being officially part of this, along with uh, Scorpio Sky and uh, what are they called? SoCal Uncensored, that trio. Uh, more to come on the horizon. A lot of really cool things coming down the pipeline. We've got a kind of a press conference on the All Elite Wrestling, um, or being the Elite Channel, uh, on YouTube, I guess, next Tuesday, and it's like apparently, right down the street from SmackDown. Apparently they've gotten, yeah, in in Jacksonville, right? Yes. Because that's where the the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars is pumping a lot of money into this thing, and apparently they've had more than more than a few offers from TV yeah, channels. There's saying, multiple television deals. Yeah. Like, whether they are, I heard Time Warner today. I don't know if I heard that from, like, a, a very good source or not, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean... It's actually happening. It's going to be a thing. Uh, what, how big of a thing it is is, is remains to be seen. But uh, my prediction is it's a big thing, and it's great for young wrestlers who are talented, uh, guys and girls alike. Uh, they're going to get more money from whether it's WWE, ROH, All Elite, MLW, whoever they sign contracts with, those contracts are going to be better looking and better financially yeah. for the wrestlers because there's competition. What do you think, Murray? I'm just excited. Like one of the things that I took the most out of like the attitude era and you know, what I would consider the, our golden era of pro wrestling was just the idea of like guys that, especially now in the WWE, there are guys and girls who are not being utilized because it's so swamped over there. There's so much people and so much talent over there. They can't do anything with them, and they're right. ready. And right. the idea that they could kind of start swapping a little bit again and the the, the uh, surprise of who might go where whole thing like they did with WCW and the whole nine yards, I kind of uh, – that's got me all bubbly and itchy for it. Like I'm – that's what I'm really excited. Plus, everybody over there is amazing. Right. Um, so it – I don't know. I'm just excited that there's going to be something else on the horizon. Yeah, for sure. Go ahead. Well, I, I, I mean – when I think about what's the best case scenario for AEW, I think that's a weekly TV show. I think that they have to have a weekly TV show. I don't think that they can have, um, you know, I know that. How long is the TV show? One hour or two hours? I think it's got, I mean, I, you know, th there's so many, there's so many questions like uh, how many, how many guys are, how many guys are going to be on their roster? Are they going to have a deal with New Japan where they can s switch back and forth? Are they going to have a deal with ROH? I mean, the thing about ROH is that it's it's beloved and it's beloved for a lot of good reasons. But ROH is a, a launching pad for a lot of guys. It is not the uh, it is it is not the the location that they're trying to get to. It's a place that's supposed to put them somewhere. It's like and NXT really, anyway. and really, ROH plays in front of eighteen hundred seat theaters. You know, I mean, it's not it's not on the same level at all. What is AEW supposed to be? Is it going to be traveling? I think another thing about that they can that might be able to get them to poach some people from other promotions is those guys aren't going to be on that WWE schedule, which is wrestling two hundred nights a year or more sometimes in some cases. And some guys, you know, there's guys like Finn Balor who is a lot older than he looks, and. Maybe now I, I've heard that maybe Finn Balor is a bad example because I've heard that Finn Balor loves it in WWE. But maybe guys are going to say, you know what? I'll take a slight a slight pay cut 
to wrestle a lot less and be with my family a lot more and be on the road a lot less. And maybe AEW can um, may AEW can be the destination spot for some guys like that, Jason. Um, I'll go Zach's part first and then answer my own question second. Um, TNT TBS is the the channel that I'm hearing. I don't know if that's Time Warner or not. That's Time Warner. Okay, yeah. so same thing. Um, well, that's a lot bigger of a channel than I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say something that not that's not in all households. No, like they, AXS. Like Apparently, Impact um, or yeah, right, uh, or Con has TV or yeah. Con has contacts with Time Warner, so that's the the channel that ha- that's in the Shit. pole position for lack of a better term. TNT would be massive, man. Yeah, I think it would be it would be an huge. easy transition, and it would it would be something that everybody that would have cable TV should be able to get. I mean, no people might not be able to watch as many episodes of Bones as they want to but i mean <laughs> you know on tuesday nights you can watch uh tuesday night dynamite um i think this should be at least a one hour show to start it has to be i think two dependent it depends on the the roster itself but i think the initial success has to be on this tv deal the length of the tv deal if it's like three or four years that it gives them time to play with you don't have to come out and sign big names and get this thing over it gives you time for people like just because i'm it's the first person i thought of and i'm not trying to say that this person's going <laughs> but shinsuke nakamura his contract's coming up it could give him a chance to figure out what he wants to do aj styles the revival the good brothers i mean if they, if they see that this cesaro. is cesaro oh, perfect example that's what i keep thinking cesaro, like, would be awesome yeah cesaro would be amazing in this <sighs> if he would sit back and waited and, and saw AEW <laughs> start to improve and make just a little, a little heel imprint. And they're not kicking in the door. They're not taking over WWE. Let's get that off the table. They might, you know, eat up a little of the MLW, the ROH portion of this market share. But, I mean, that's just, it is what it is. Not unless they're going to decide to work together. I heard they trademark the phrase Tuesday Night Dynamite. Okay. No, so that was one of the initial leaks. So, yeah. whatever the case may be, that might be one of them scenarios where... <laughs> This is where it's going to be slotted for Tuesday, and it's perfect because there's nothing that WWE does on Tuesday besides SmackDown. You I can think, go on after. I think those smaller promotions are going to be so threatened by this that that's who it's really going to hurt. That's who it's going to hurt, and I don't see them necessarily working together unless it's out of pure necessity or like a, some kind of like goodwill um, kind of scenario because. I mean, ROH is going to be their direct competitor. People talk about WWE competition, like you said. It's just they're not. It's not going to happen. But it's wrestling competition, and it's going to take it, it, some talent away. Okay, that's what I was going to say. It, it's going to be a, a competition in in ring talent. What they do in ring, the business model, man, you can forget about that. That ain't going to happen anytime soon, if ever. WWE is the number one wrestling promotion in the world. Period. They're wrestling, Damn, that's a hot take. They're wrestling I mean, Walmart. <laughs> you're right. Period. I mean, they're when wrestling he's right, he's Walmart. Right. When he's right, he's right. Okay. Now, at that point, wrestling you, Walmart. Ju- that's you good. just have to be able to be better than the slowest gazelle that's behind you. And if that's a- uh, MLW, if that's ROH, no, so be it. It's TNA. It, I don't look. Sleep on TNA. Listen, that's all it's I'm not, saying. It's Keep sleeping. Not, it's, not a, it's not a value judgment. It's just... They got nope. a shitty TV deal nope. that's getting that, shittier. Okay. Nobody but, wa- I mean, very few people watch it. The product's better than Raw. I listen, I pay attention to other podcasts. Very few podcasts talk about it. I mean, it's just... It doesn't make that... It's the it, slowest it, gazelle. Okay. So if that's the slowest gazelle, then you just have to make sure for the moment, when whenever we start this whole promotion, you just have to be hitting the ground running and be faster than them. Yeah, they're the slowest and, gazelle in so, AEW is that hot, sexy, fucking young gazelle. Cheetah. How, how, how much of a... <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10, when this finally was announced on New Year's Day, because I thought you were the first person I thought of, I mean, like, were you, like, inconsolable? Did you have to be, like, put in the corner and, like, quarantine from everybody else just because your boner was so big? Or, I mean, because I, I know how much you were excited about this. Oh, no, I mean, it was I'm exciting. About Zach's but, uh, dick tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he started. It's a lengthy subject. Oh, oh there he goes. The, uh, yeah, it, it was exciting, but if there wouldn't have, would not have been all this lead up to it, I think it would have, like, popped a lot bigger. Yeah, uh, there's no, no way they could. No pun intended. No way they could. There's no way they could have kept it quiet. Um, no. So it, th- 
Jericho has kind of uh, strongly hinted, not so subtly hinted, that he will be involved. Is Jericho a big enough mainstream star, current mainstream star, to say to get people to start to get the casual viewer to maybe start turning their attention towards towards uh, AEW because TNA had a lot of stars and um, it didn't do shit. But I of course, that was terrible booking. Jericho's got a good way of of you know appealing to the masses in a lot of ways like we i talked about a couple weeks ago how i went back and was watching the um tough enough stuff and he was the host of one of them and he was just like straight up tv every guy's host it was he was really good at it right and he's able to kind of evolve and and shift however he needs to to fit somewhere and get eyes there i think he's he's at least good enough to bring attention to the upper mid card portion of the show they also rumored that goldberg's involved i saw i saw that too earlier it's today pretty strange However, uh, that no means. i mean i think it's it's kind of kind of you know sense. you got to kind of get the com not the common man but the the casual fan he's just a common I man I, I don't know okay. i don't know i don't really know if i agree with that because like i said we saw tna fail trying to do that same thing I but i don't think you go all TNA, in that way you still go with the the base of the the foundation with the Bucks, Cody, I tell you maybe what. Kenny Omega if he comes over, uh, SCU, Paige. I'll, I'll say you, this. You start with that and you kind of build off of it. Don't, I don't ever want to see Goldberg in a title match in AEW. Well, that's what I was going to What <laughs> like, are they going to do? Put him against Cody? Right. Like, wh- put, who put is him, Goldberg going to go against? Put him against Hangman Page? Like, I don't want to see that shit. No, if he, go, if he puts over Hangman yeah, Page, if, then I'm all for if it. If Hangman buckshots him to the fucking moon. Then I'm all for it. Yeah. And I'm sure that's what he's it. supposed to be there to do at this point. I'm sure he's at this point he might do that. I mean, he's not working for McMahon where they boo the shit out of him, you know? Like, I, I mean, not to say that if he went over there that they wouldn't do the same thing, but... I don't think Goldberg likes the job at all, though. That's, yeah, well, good point. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm, you I'm, you I'm might have you. to start figuring this shit out, because it it's ain't about you. It's for his boy. It's for his son. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Take his your shirt was, off, boy. Yeah, you already saw that shit. Dad was champ, okay? Let's move on fuck out of here. Speaking uh, of moving on, we'll get to our three count. No. no. That's why we're all looking there at you. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so we're going we're gonna to devote a lot of time to the uh, Wrestle Kingdom predictions, but before we get there, because we want to spend so much time, I know that some of you may have missed some of the goings-on on WWE TV uh, in the last week because of the holiday, but... Shit, spoilers everywhere. It had... <laughs> See, I don't read the spoilers. It had no business being as good as it was for a pre-taped holiday show, and I know that Murray agrees with me. But just running down a few of the things that happened, Dolph Ziggler fought uh, Drew McIntyre in a cage match that was like a four-segment match where Ziggler put him over and McIntyre came back to get some a little bit more after he lost. Uh, Seth Rollins and Triple H had a really good promo in ring together where Seth Rollins again mentioned Brock Lesnar, wanting Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, which makes me think that that's definitely on the table. Um, let's see here. I feel like I feel like the, uh, unless you're already going to be going to that, but I feel like the match that happened at the end of the night with Seth just solidified the fact that they're probably going to put him with Brock. Yeah, I think, yeah. Because that whole old Seth Rollins thing that they're doing, and he went nuts with the chair for like what felt like yeah, 10 against, minutes. Yeah, against Lashley. Yeah, so I feel like they're probably going to do that, or uh, Drew, honestly. And two other segments that I want to talk about. There was a five-way match for the number one contendership uh, on SmackDown between excuse me, Mustafa Ali, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. Um, who am I forgetting? Brian. Or no, not Brian. He is the champ. Mustafa Ali, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, AJ Styles. Uh, damn, mm-hmm. y'all getting ready to make my point. Oh, that's getting <laughs> oh, ready to make your point. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh okay, yeah, for so sure. Ha- so having a five way number one contendership, Randy match. Orton and Rey Mysterio rounds yeah. out your five gentlemen. Oh, yeah. You're Ray. making. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. See, that's what I'm talking Ray about. Mysterio. You're just making my point. There was no reason. To, okay, I'll talk to Murray. Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio and Mustafa Ali had a really good segment. Mm-hmm. Really good segment in the middle of that. That's true. I'm just Here's saying. The thing, they, there's they only two. There's only two people that should have won that match, and neither one of them did. Speak. 
Speak on it. Wait a Speak minute. on so, it. So wait, so you're already tired of AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan? Look, man, if we talking oh, about fresh starts, oh, there's a shiny starts, new thing that runs in front of you guys. You all guys all are all already was, sick all of you did AJ was give him the rematch without saying it's a rematch. He wins the Fatal Five Way. Let's be real for thirty seconds. Who was realistically going to win that Fatal Five Way outside of AJ Styles? AJ Styles, but it's still nobody outside of AJ Styles. Okay, but thank you. But it's still better than half the shit that they've been putting out, and it's still it was a new. Year's Day show. They don't do that don't shit comp- on New Year's a, Day. A, don't compare it to Raw because Raw is consistently worse than SmackDown and B, more importantly, it doesn't... SmackDown is always consistently good. So just because it's a little better, we change the people, but you still have Rey Mysterio. You still have Randy Orton. You have Samoa Joe. I mean, Samoa Joe hasn't been even relevant since he walked in the door. So all of a sudden, you're going to put guys that nobody cares about. He hasn't been relevant. Don't start. (laughs) Since he walked in what door? (laughs) Since the WWE, since he came into WWE, he's lost to, let's count it, AJ Styles. He lost to Brock Lesnar. Outside of that, he's had some bullshit fucking... uh, Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So Jeff to be, Hardy, so to be relevant in the WWE, he's got to win. To me, yeah. There's only there's only three belts, hey, so everybody's got to win. Kurt Hawkins is pretty over. I mean, and like everybody fucking loves when AJ you Styles. AJ lose Styles to is, Jeff Hardy. There's a problem. I was gonna make this quick. <laughs> <laughs> he just put the dad hand down on the table. <laughs> And uh, and <laughs> Becky Lynch and John Cena had a really good segment. <laughs> Everybody does, and I can't see me to John Cena. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. now wait a minute. That's not a great use of John Cena. Have John Cena come in there and then have Becky Lynch to, come for, in for Almas and DeVega to go down. No, I grab two jokers from the back. I don't give a rat's ass who it is. So there's two ways of looking at that. Either that can give some shine to Almas and Vega, or that's burying them. And you're gonna go with that's burying I them. I say it was. Burying, I for, just say you could Google somebody else. For Zelina Vega to tap out to Becky Lynch is a burial of Almas. Get have, the fuck out of no, here. It has, no, insane. it has nothing to do with Almas because Almas didn't have anything to do with the end of the, uh, the match. The problem is, if you want to do it, let's do it right. John Cena ain't going to be here around long, so let's have him go down to Almas. That makes fucking sense to me. I ain't give a shit about Zelina Vega. She's What's hot, it? but that don't mean shit to me. <laughs> I know. That's why Becky Lynch went over. Okay. And then why you, even have that match? If you want to do it, do two two, two separate matches. It, you can have Becky Lynch whoop on Selena Vega. That's fine. I don't give a shit. Then you but, then almost, you have, but then you can have almost look good against Cena and not and have to take have the pin. And then have that as a separate match. Have him go over and everybody wins. You get Becky Lynch to You should book the territory. I, thank they you. Should, I should. let you book the territory. I should. That'll do, it, that'll do it for a three count. I think we just condensed all of the general oh. angst about WWE like into a nice little five minutes there. Oh so. my god! Just, <laughs> just, shitting on, just shitting on my I, point. You didn't even let me get through my point. You want to go back to your point? No, I want you to let everybody know about our sponsor, F and B Eatery. <laughs> let me try to get back on point. F and B Eatery on thirty four fifty three South Hampton, part of our South Hampton Mafia. They just changed the hours. They are permanent hours now. From this point on, they're closed Mondays and Tuesdays. Then from 11 to 8 on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, they are open. Then uh, Saturday, Sunday is from 8 to 2. Go in, check them out. Tell them JCV sent you. Do not... uh, just because my views on WWE may be a little harsh, yeah, do not take that. Yeah, I love that JCB was yelling about them. <laughs> Stop they got, they got a great burger, though. They have a great burger. Killer burger. Yeah, I saw the other day they were doing a, a burger challenge. It was uh, Max. I saw that, too. And Hyatt Point and F&B. And if you're in that conversation, you're fucking doing great. That's exactly right. Yeah, uh, I would have voted for F&B Eatery, though. Well, yeah. you know, I just got to say, I'm biased as hell, so I'm not even going to say that. Well, the other two aren't sponsors. So, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> go check them out. 3453 F&B Eatery. Tell them Ban from Ringside sent you. We'll go that route. This is Ban from Ringside. All right, so we're going to spend the last half of the show previewing uh, Wrestle Kingdom 13, which is a, a very exciting event that is coming up. Uh, it's going to start here in about seven hours so unless you're listening to this thursday night uh it will have already occurred but we have to talk about it because it is one of the biggest events on the calendar um shit is the so event. it's the super bowl damn it i want to know what match are you looking forward to the most shit the first one 
Abushi versus Will Ospreay. That's how you gonna start this shit off? I yeah. can't believe they're doing that. That's how you gonna start this shit off? That shit to me is crazy. That's right. how this go. Oh my god. Well, there is a pre-show match. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, still bunch of bunch of dudes in it. So uh, we're not gonna make these official predictions. No, I just want to see. But we can go through. We can go through and give our predictions. Sam, we we won't ask you to participate in this one because you've never heard of any of these people, and you're. Your notorious bias against Japanese people. <laughs> <laughs> Sam gave you defend himself. You want to defend yourself before we start, Sam? Nah, he's over there nodding. He's like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding about Sam, everybody. So, Abushi nice. versus Will Ospreay. So, what are we thinking for this one? JCB. Um, before Osprey got hurt, this was supposed to be Osprey as champ and Abushi coming in as challenger. Obviously, we have it the other way around. Um, I'm gonna stick to my knee jerk reaction going into it. I think Abushi is going to win. I think there's bigger and better things for Osprey upon the horizon. The Neverweight belt is not necessarily the end all to be off of Will Osprey. I think it'll be Abushi. Zach, what do you got? Yeah, and. Honestly, the same thing because what's interesting about this match is when you think about it, Abushi who or whoever wins, and I'll, I'll choose Abushi. Whoever wins is not necessarily going to be the one who succeeds in 2019, and I really think this is going to be the year of Will Osprey. I think he's going to have the greatest G1. Even if he doesn't win, he'll be like Ishii was this year, where he had the fucking best matches. Um, so we'll we'll see how that plays out. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on in 2019 with New Japan. Uh, so even though Ibushi wins the title, this is the year of Will Ospreay. So are you uh, calling that right now? Calling you're calling it for the year of Will Ospreay. Year of Will Ospreay. Okay. 2019. Okay. Shit. But you don't see him winning the G1. Um, I think he is. I wouldn't call him a dark horse to win the G1. I, I would born call him in like a, 95. A isn't he? Isn't he super super young? pretty young i don't know how young he is I think he was born in like 95 uh murray any thoughts he's on a this literal one? baby face not yet okay i promise right. i'm getting there uh i i i kind of i i have to see kota Ibushi, uh retaining this one i don't think that they're gonna take any unless they want to take the belt off him now just so he can chase maybe chase the title after this one but i gotta think that they're not gonna have I gotta think that Kota Ibushi goes over. So if I'm going Kota this belt, like I mean, it, it's been it, back and forth. Yeah, I was going to say the the little I've watched it is this is the one that they they don't really worry about who has it for an extended period of time. They can take a look at uh, Goto and uh, Tai Chi. Yeah. All right, the match. Was, uh, I mean, it's tough to say that I'm looking forward yeah, to this one the most, so but man. Ishii versus Zack Sabre Jr. are they're two of my favorite uh, guys that are in New Japan. They're the ones that I enjoy watching the matches the most when you don't talk about like Naito or Omega. Uh, this is for the British Heavyweight Championship, which someone enlightened me. It's uh, Rev Pro's promotion uh, from Britain. Uh, think like Progress, Rev Pro. IWP. It's essentially a, a British promotion. Um, does it does it always get defended in New Japan? Well, no, but they, they belt, do. But a lot of times it ends up being defended. In New yeah, Japan. I was going to say they did it last year. Uh, obviously, they're doing it again this year. They share uh, talent. Uh, from time to time, so that they'll have whoever wins will end up going back over to Britain at some point and defending it up against fill in the blank, their number one contender, or whatever the case may be. Has Zack Sabre Jr. ever held it? Yes. He did recently. Yeah, he lost it to um, Ishii, who then lost it to uh, Suzuki. Suzuki lost it back to Ishii, and now Zack Sabre Jr. is coming back up. Uh, I watched that. Um, press conference that they did the, they just did the, re, the belt uh, resi- redesigned sweet looking belt as long as I have the mic I'll go ahead and start I can't go against the guy that I voted for the wrestler of the year 2018 I'm sorry I'm biased as fuck I love Ishii but I'm gonna pick Zack Sabre Jr. especially at some point they're gonna go back to England I think he'll go back to England as champion yeah that's the logical choice I same for me it is the British heavyweight belt and Ishii is the fucking man, but uh, Zack Saber represents that belt. Uh, you know, it's kind of 
like the U.S. fucking belt in New Japan, like they're not throwing it on fucking Tanahashi, right? You know, it's a fucking U.S. belt. Even though, no, I'd actually take that back. If it was WWE, they would throw it on him. But oh yeah, you get heat. You got to get that sweet, <laughs> sweet heat. I, 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 I was thinking the same thing. I took Zack Saber Jr. just because I could see him going back and defending it, and uh, I mean, I, I, I got to think he's probably a pretty big star in England. Uh, yeah, that, he's huge in England, and I think this is going to be, I'm not saying it's going to be the year of Zack Sabre Jr., but there are some reports that he's in line for a big push, and God forbid if he doesn't win in, uh, against Ishii, I mean, whoever comes out as champion, Zack Sabre Jr. has wrestled both Kenny Omega and Tanahashi. Either match would be a great match, so I mean, if he loses again to Ishii, he can still be in the title picture at some later point. All right, the Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatanga and Tangaloa uh, versus, I can't, I don't know, I'm not even going to try to say that, LIJ, which is Sonata and Evil, versus the Young Bucks for the Tag Team Championship, currently held by the G.O.D. JCB, who you got? <sighs> Obviously, I can't take the Bucks. Um my gut tells me that uh, Gorillas of Destiny are going to retain. Um, I think I really think that uh, Lij is probably going to win in this match. But if if I got to be pinned down to a pick, I'll pick uh, Gorillas of Destiny. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna actually div- diverge from uh, JCB here uh, for the, this is the third prediction, right? So yeah. we were even. So oh, the points don't matter. So no, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. matter. <laughs> Who's <laughs> is it anyway? You also went different. You went Will Osprey, and he went Abushi. No, I said Abushi was gonna win, but it was gonna be the uh, year of Will Osprey. My bad. Sorry, right. that was confusing. Yeah, all right. Uh, but uh, I think this is Lij. Um, I think it's gonna be a great night for Lij. Um, Evil and Sonata are great. I know, like Tamatanga. In Tangaloa, you know, have, you know, good, especially Tamatanga with the good social media game and the Bullet Club thing, and they're good at generating oh heat, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, like, I, I like them, but, like, I'm never, like, super invested in their matches if it's them and somebody that's, like, okay, whereas Evil and Sonata, I think, can fucking work with anybody, and they had great matches with the Bucks earlier in the year, like, they're more of a common denominator. Uh, I get more excited about their matches, and I think they're a cooler team. <laughs> Did you guys see where Tamatanga on on Twitter when they showed uh, they showed the AEW announcement, and he said, "Where's Kenny?" And somebody responded to him and said, "He's at home with Coda." And Tom Tom goes, "What are they doing?" <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I think yeah. he asked. I think he asked him if they needed a jobber, though. <laughs> really? yeah. For those of you that don't know, I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of a known secret that uh, Kenny Omega and Kodobushi may or may not be an item. I mean, golden they are lovers. called the Golden Lovers. That's the whole the whole yeah. shtick. Yeah, but it's like if you like it, I love it, man. Knock yourself out. Just put five star matches. Up. That's what that's what I'm saying. Real. I mean, I don't. Come on, guys. Uh, I'm going grilled. I don't care if you're ambidextrous. I don't care if you can use both hands. Wait, nope. did you you win Lij? Lij, baby. All right, I'm going uh, the Gorillas of de Destiny. Japon. Say that again. Los Ingonabes de Japón. That's what it is. Uh, I'm going Gorillas of Destiny. Also, okay, we got. I just can't see the Young Bucks winning on their way out. No. Uh, which you could say the same thing about Cody versus Juice Robinson. And Murray, please chime in whenever you want to. I don't want to just completely No, you're, you're good. Uh, Cody versus Juice Robinson. I would have to think the same thing. I got to say Juice Robinson is going to go over. This is a good story because uh, Juice hasn't beat Cody, and it has been a good setup. Juice was a dusty kid. Um, he's one of the best promos in the industry, and for him to go over Cody, who's been very, very well protected in New Japan, if you think about it, he has not lost to many people except top guys, um, and he's had a really great run. Uh, I think uh, this is Juice's time to shine. I'll obviously piggyback on that, and I'll kind of take something you said and spin it in a different way. Um Juice Robinson's first uh, title run, I'm going on the assumption that he's going to win this morning. Uh, it kind of was an abrupt title run, so I think this might be a chance to kind of reestablish him as you know a mid-card starter that I thought he was going to be. 
But I guess the the bigger point I was going to make is that Cody Rhodes is taking some heat about being executive VP for AEW. This is one of those times where I think, and going down the line, I'm just going to assume that this is going to be the same line of thought. Yeah, he's this big star, but then he's going to have to put other guys over because at some point it's not going to be about Cody Rhodes. It will be about the the Juice Robinsons, the the Hangman Pages, the, the guys that are behind him. He's he does he's not the greatest technical wrestler, but he's going to tell a great story. And he's going to get Juice Robinson over. So this is, is going to be the example of what I think is to come with him, with the Bucks guys that are going to be in that executive portion of AEW. They're going to have to put the next group of guys over. Look for the start tonight. Juice takes out Cody. What is the what's the heat that Cody takes for being executive of AEW? Well, it, it, because it puts him in charge. So now so everybody's so worried about you know back in the uh, WCW days when you know you had Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Hogan basically calling the shots. The Bucks are going to basically be part of this booking. You know, um, yeah, I think it's listed as Cody being executive producer vi- and no, he's executive vice president. And that the Bucks are the head bookers. Okay, and that so it's it, Christopher Daniels is the head agent or whatever. Oh, what? Uh, but you you see where I'm going with it. Yeah. You, you can start to smell the conclusion if you wanted to play the connect the dots game. I could. I don't think they're going to play the connect the dots no. game honestly because I think they they see it from the wrestler point of view. They don't see it from the Vince McMahon point of view. I mean, how much older was Dusty when he used to when he right. used to book his own matches all the time and everything? I mean, he invented the Dusty finish. Okay, but but Dusty wasn't <laughs> about Dusty. Hogan was about Hogan. Nash was about Nash. Scott Hall was about Scott Hall. It's it's the mentality and they were all is about the, each other, right? And, and I, it's the I mentality that, is the difference. I know that you're not you, the heat's not coming from you, but like I would, I would definitely much more assume that Cody's going to be a lot more like Dusty when it comes oh, yeah. to when it comes to booking, uh, especially if he's in like title matches. Gold Dust even said on his on his Twitter not too long, like the other day, he was even saying that he's got so much of his dad in him and thing is all those guys are young enough too and have been big enough fans of the business that i think they've learned from mistakes that have been made by people in that position right. i don't know that they to have go that route yeah and i don't know that they have the egos like uh, no, Shawn michaels exactly. to not do jobs for guys you okay know, like, so that's i guess that's well i hate the sidebar like that but that's what i was kind of thinking about coming into today is that this is just going to be one of those times where you can see cody going to tell a good story but then ends up Giving the belt he's back like a to boss Juice. role, you know. He's probably he's probably not going to be in the ring as much, and then he, you have to get through him to get over kind of thing, and that's a perfect position because yeah. that means he's going to get like Triple H without the shovel. Exactly. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh, sledgehammer. Uh oh, yeah. no, it's oh, shovel shovel <laughs> okay. Yeah, that recent being the elite, they like they had like a Triple H style character come in and offer to to uh, sign him to tag team contracts and they were like no we saw what you did with the we saw what you've done with the tag team division it's like so they're they're kind of taking shots which they should, yeah, they should. <laughs> i don't know about that no, they're good. Uh, we do it every Kush- day yeah. we're talking about it speaking of we're- shots this is the first uh band from ringside episode ever well i don't think there's been a single drop of alcohol in the room that's true oh. and, you, and you saw what happened to me and jason when there's no alcohol in I the know. room <laughs> Start screaming at each Get other. Get mom and dad a beer. Quick. Uh, I don't even have any in my system. Like Kushida versus Ishimori for the junior heavyweight championship. Zach, I'm gonna go Ishimori here. Uh, Kushida is the absolute fucking ace of that junior heavyweight division, especially with Will Osprey um, moving up into the heavyweight division. Um, Kushida's the guy. Uh, he is a great kind of gatekeeper uh, is a great guy to get somebody over on a huge stage like a Tokyo Dome show and Ishimori had a hell of a fucking year uh, Bone Soldier you know the new Bone Soldier uh, he's fucking cut up man he's a great fucking wrestler and I think I think he takes it Um, quick sidebar for 30 seconds do you think we see Hiromu at any point tonight I don't know I don't think so Oh, also another sidebar. Uh, apparently, there's talks uh, with Kushida and WWE. Okay, so you you stole my thunder a little Sorry. bit. No, I don't give a fuck. But I mean, ultimately, that's where I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Ishimori because of this nasty rumor that Kushida is WWE bound. I think that's a huge mistake, um, and it's not because 
of my consistent bashing about WWE. I just think that if you look at the grand scheme of things, it's where does he actually fit? Is he 205 live or is he going to be a part of the main roster? If he's going to be a part of the main roster, where does he fit in the main roster? Does he go to SmackDown? Does he go to Raw? Is he going to be mid-card? Is he going to be, you know, upper mid-card? Couldn't he go to NXT? He could, but I mean... That's probably where he would probably go first, but then it's not like NXT ain't loaded. I mean, you know, Fuck, where do so you go with that? So I mean, that's why I'm just saying it's. I get why you do it. I just well, don't think it should it's be an off season. It's it should be an off season just so they can heal and it's called can, injuries. Yeah. So, but ultimately, I think Kachuda leaving New Japan is a mistake. Even though you probably done everything you could possibly do there, go get your money. I ain't mad at you. You know, just be prepared to suffer. So we're all taking Ishimori. Yes. All I right. Am. So now yes. I, I think uh, probably in terms of well maybe not Following star on that one that's maybe, a safe bet maybe not star power maybe these aren't the three biggest matches but they you, you skipped one though there's a junior heavyweight three way I did yep there's uh, oh yeah um, wow Kanemaru and Desperado who are the champs versus Rapungi 3K which is Show and Yo and Bushi and oh, Takagi Wikipedia has that as the pre-show match. I was just skipping it. Oh, okay. Right on. I thought the pre-show match was the... Wikipedia has two pre-show matches. Okay, okay. so That's fine. I, I don't know anything about that one. So oh. who do you think is going to win? I think Show and Yo. Um, <laughs> Bushi and Tagagi, you know, if I'm... If I'm, you know, like, I want to say that because I picked LIJ for the for the other ones and it could be a great night for LIJ and they're super over, but Show and Yo are... So fucking good. Um, also, I think uh, Kanemaru and Desperado are like only fifty days away from like a record reign um, with those belts of uh, days held. But um, I don't know. It's it's a toss up. It could go any way, and there's reasons for putting it on all of them. Uh, but I think Show and Yo are the most talented of, of that group. I'm kicking myself because last week I picked the uh, the Briscoes as tag team of the year, and I totally forgot about. This team, even though they're a junior heavyweight team of uh, Kanemaru and uh, Desperado, yeah, they're they're very close to breaking a uh, an all time record for most days held as junior tag team champions. However, that being said, I will agree with you on this. Rapongi 3K is probably the hottest team of the bunch coming in. I think uh, Shingo and Bushi is probably just a little too early um, to put the titles on them because I think down the line. Lij is going to get their uh, crowning moment, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Give me Rapongi three K. All right, running out of time. Three matches left: Okada versus Jay White, a singles match with no belt on the line. Um, might be the only match on there without a belt on the line. It's the only match here. Yeah, it's, it's the, the only, only match, match on, on the, the card. card with no belt on the line because so, it's about pride, baby. So who you like? Jay White. I think it's time for him to go over. Um, Okada doesn't clearly doesn't need this. I mean, he is right. as over as over can get. He can take a Wrestle Kingdom off. It's fine. Jay White. Not saying he's going to be the best of the bunch, but he needs that push, and this is where he starts. Right, Zach. Here. I totally see that. I also have a hard time imagining Okada losing at the Tokyo Dome, and I also have a hard time seeing Jay White suffer too much from a loss either. Um, I just got to go with Okada because he's just my fucking favorite. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm I mad at pick you. Him. I ain't mad at you. Yeah, too. I'm taking Okada also for the same reasons. Um, <clears throat> in a no DQ match, we have Chris Jericho versus Naito. Um, uh, uh, I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got to take Naito. I got to take Naito. <laughs> I mean, Jericho won the first one, right? Yeah, that's how we got in the situation. Right, that's how we got the Intercontinental Championship. Fourteen. So who you got? What? No, not fourteen. It was it was a long time ago. Uh, yeah, I got Naito too. Um, I can't imagine them continuing to put this Intercontinental belt on ice. Um, I can't imagine Naito taking another loss, especially at the Tokyo Dome. Um, yeah, gotta go. I agree. Uh, I think the no DQ just adds a little bit of a. Uh of kerosene to the this hot fire, but yeah, I, I just especially if Jericho is going to go to AEW or to right. Impact or wherever the hell he's going next, it, it's just a well, good the time. Whole, to go ahead the and whole take reason that he went over in the first place was to put Naito over later. Yeah, uh, I can't imagine. Like, it's funny that they do a no DQ because the first match was a total fucking brawl. Uh, Bro, and, yeah. like, you know, it's not like they fucking disqualified I mean, anybody that match. All of Jericho's matches in New Japan have been. Yeah, really like but, uh, messy I'll, like I'll I'll take it one step further. It's I don't think it's just it's 
it started off that way. It just kind of developed that way. I think he's just differentiating himself. Right. This you know, is like, the raw Chris I, yeah, Jericho. I, th- I think he's saying, you know, a lot of this card might look similar to each other. I'm here to throw a change up into a big match. In into a New card Japan. itself yep. and then to Chris Jericho right. the New Jer- Japan yeah, Chris and Jericho. And Jericho's not going to be wrestling like Tanahashi anyway. So, uh, and finally, for the heavyweight belt, we have Omega versus Tanahashi. I got Omega. No reason to put it on him. After that long build with that four, <laughs> four I match. think there's a perfect reason to take it off of him. His contract's up at the end of the month. I mean, so who are you taking? For this episode... I will still take Kenny Omega, but I will not be surprised if he loses before his contract is up. Uh, New Beginnings in Sapporo is uh, at the end of the month. I think it's the 27th, 28th. I I think he wins here, but I wouldn't be surprised if he loses at the end of the month. Two here. I actually have uh, Tanahashi for the same reasons you guys said. There we go. Uh, I, I... because of Omega's contract ending and also just the fucking amazing year that Tanahashi has had, Andy's the fucking ace. Uh, Omega does not get hurt losing to Tanahashi. Uh, I mean, Tanahashi wouldn't get hurt losing to Omega either, but uh, I think it'd be a really cool story. I think that's a cooler story than Omega, even though Omega's younger guy. Now, if Omega is still wrestling New Japan uh, in April, uh, WrestleMania weekend, that belt's going back on him uh, at Madison Square Garden. All right, give but. me give me your match of the night. Match of, <laughs> match, <laughs> Osprey, match of the night prediction. Uh, I was yeah, I'm gonna stick to my guns. I'm gonna say Abushi Osprey is, is starting this off. I was gonna say Abushi Osprey, but because you guys say that, I'll just go with I'll go you know way out there. You guys will never see this one. Omega Tanahashi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah there you go. Wait, be, <laughs> wait, step on that branch there, I think buddy. That one could be kind of kind of cool. This is banned from ringside. Okay, guys, uh, we got birthdays this week. We got uh, Jim Ross, good old JR, is 67. Speaking of AEW. Canyon, RIP, who better than Canyon? Would would have been 49. Uh, Chavo Sr., I believe he's passed away, would have been 70. I think he's passed. The gobbledygooker? No, he was, no. That wasn't the gobbledygooker? I thought it was gobbledygooker. Chavo, oh, no, Chavo no, Guerrero? No, no that was, not Chavo. No, he was Boogeyman. That was, never mind. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> give him a segment off. He just jumps right back in. <laughs> Bushwhacker Luke uh, would have been 72 if he's still alive. Uh, sorry about that, Luke. Uh, Bad Luck Fale is 37. Definitely alive. Chris Masters, the masterpiece, is 36. And Ruby Riot is 28. Hey, everybody. We know there's a ton of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you taking the time out of your week to listen to ours for... Soul Taco Check. for JJ Twigs in Southampton Check. for F&B Eatery on Southampton for Shock City Studios Check. Sam the Mauler Mall That's the perfect check Murray the Murray Man Murray Check Vice Bo Happy two, New Year baby Two Beers Zach Pullman Jason Check. Cornelius Bell I I'll am Bill Veggie and everybody Boo the Heels Boo, Boo.